we're not in the great outdoors, we're thinking about it. Kender Outdoors, come on into the camp house and make yourself at home. It is a giant day in the camp house at Kinder Outdoors, and that is no exaggeration. Hey, I'm Billy Kinder, and the front door is brought to you by our friends at Fortiflora from the trusted name Purina. Fortiflora is America's number one canine probiotic, that hard-working retriever out in the dove field with you today. Hey, they could get hot. They could get overextended a little bit, and that can cause GI upset. Well, hey, Fortiflora fixes that. Learn more about it when you visit me at kinderoutdoors.com. Listen, it's a big day, a big, big weekend in the camp house at Kinder Outdoors for a number of reasons, not the least of which is, hey, it's opening weekend of dove season, the kickoff to the hunting seasons for most states across the country. Here in Texas and most places, uh, the season opened on the first, Thursday. Uh, Some other places like Georgia, today is opening day, wherever you are. Enjoy a great day in the dove field with the kids, with your friends. Keep a smile on your face and have dove kebabs for dinner, okay? Another reason for celebration in the camp house today is, hey, we're kicking off our fall giveaway, and that is this. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. The gang here in the camp house at Kinder Outdoors, along with our partners at Carib Sea down in the Caribbean, are fishing you a Merry Christmas. You and two guests are headed to the Caribbean for three full days of chartered fishing in Costa Rica. Marlin, sailfish, mahi, rooster, and a whole lot more. Five nights beachfront at Casa Carib Sea. More details later in the show and at kinderoutdoors.com. It's going to be a fun fall. We start the show with heavy hearts, though, as we head to Flippin' Arkansas and reflect on the life of Nina Wood, Forrest Wood's wife. And to talk about this outdoor legend, truly a Hall of Famer, I've asked Kathy Fennell from Major League Fishing to join us. It's always a pleasure. Thank you, Kathy. Oh, thank you, Billy. I appreciate the opportunity always. First of all, my condolences, because you worked a long, long time with Nina Wood and uh, Forrest Wood, and I'm sure that uh, that she was like family to you, and, and it's a big loss. It's a huge loss, obviously, just for the, the whole industry, but certainly for me personally, it really is. I, I, it's like losing family because that's that's how we always thought. Now I certainly thought of Forrest and Nina both was just his family. Losing Forrest was a big blow to her. Yeah, I know she missed him every day from the day he left. I, and I, I'm like you, I, I would call and talk to Nina on occasion just to stay in touch. And every conversation, you know, I could I could hear her broken heart through the phone call. I mean, she just, mm. um, she never got over it. You just don't spend a lifetime like that with someone. And I, I mean, it's just not something that you can overcome. Before Major League Fishing was FLW, before FLW was Operation Bass, uh, all of that goes back to Forrest and Nina Wood and Kathy Fennell. I want folks to know uh, you were a part of the Wood family and the Operation Bass FLW family from the get-go. You know, I, I'm very fortunate. I said I've had a blessed life, you know, to, to be able to uh, be a part of something that I love so much and to work with such wonderful people like Forrest and Nina for so long. And, you know, one of my, my very original First memories, you know, of getting involved in this industry was receiving a, a jacket from Forrest to Nina, and she actually, I was at Flippin at the plant, and that was back in 1982, and we were headed to Las Vegas for 
you know, are you're in championship there between just two anglers, uh, Hubert Wright and Ronnie Grant. In uh, uh, route to that event, you know, I stopped by the ranger plant. That was my first visit there. And the first thing that Mina did was make me feel so welcome. And I remember her going into their clothing store and coming back out with one of those, I always say one of those coveted satin jackets, you know, with ranger boats on the back. And, and that was such a special moment for me and such a special memory. And, and she just, she had a way of always just making you feel, you know, um, like you belonged. And, and even though I was young and, and had no real knowledge of the industry or anything for that matter, uh, she made me feel uh, very included. And, and that's just the kind of person. I mean, she had many, many great qualities, but that, that's just one of them. A lot of people don't realize, you know, Forrest gets all the credit, or the majority of the credit, father of the modern-day bass boat. Nina was instrumental from step one all the way uh, through the history of Ranger Boats and that, that particular design. They were a team. They truly were. You just didn't think of one without the other. And, and I think of Nina's, I, I know she shared, that. I guess that's what made them so special. They, they shared such common qualities as far as just passion and and a, a work ethic that just is second to none. And I know that for Nina, you know, just being around the professional anglers all through the years, I know how uh, instrumental she was in, in so many careers. And, and I know that, you know, just with her passing, you know, we've heard from a lot of those anglers that they, you know, they owe their career to Nina. And she was such, you know, for them and the same for me, such a mentor. Uh, just such a role model, and, and she'll be greatly, greatly met. She and uh, Forrest were both the kind of people that you wanted to be around, and so are you, Kathy Fennell. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Calming care from the trusted name Purina will settle the over-barker, the over-jumper, the over-anxious dog in your home. Calming care. We're going to get some shotgun lessons just in time for dove season from Travis Mears when we come back from the coffee pot. Hey, everybody. It's professional angler Ot Defoe. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. We fish you a Merry Christmas. We fish you a Merry Christmas. How about crisp, clean air? endless water and marlin after marlin for christmas this year that's what we have in mind for you and two of your friends or family at carib sea sport fishing and kinder outdoors the lodging dining and fishing is on us in costa rica five nights in our beachfront penthouse three days fishing some of the most fertile water on the planet stay tuned and enter soon learn more at kinderoutdoors.com fish on <laughs> can you imagine 20 plus sailfish in a single day Welcome to Costa Rica's rich fishing history. The marlin catch is as good as any spot on earth. Blue marlin, sailfish, mahi, and tuna. From the moment your feet touch down in beautiful Costa Rica, you'll discover a new love in your life. The landscape, the people, the food, the salty air and year-round fishable temperatures and calm waters. At Carib Sea Sport Fishing, we're prepared for your group with a fleet of some of the most successful vessels in this sport fishing area. Call your buddies or make it a couple's trip to Costa Rica. Enjoy world-class Caribbean sport fishing, endless shopping, beaches, spectacular wildlife. Discover the landscape by horseback. 
Carib Sea Sport Fishing offers a variety of trips, offshore, inshore, overnight, half day, full day, every day. Come see us now at catchafishincostarica.com. Ken Kirkaby needs to be in your deer blind, camp house, or favorite fireside chair. An outdoor author that understands and lives the outdoors. In Red Stick 1, Florida game warden Virgil Clary takes off his badge to track down a killer in the wilderness. Christopher Camuto of Gray's Sporting Journal calls Red Stick 1 a tightly written novel of pursuit and redemption. A pleasure to read. Ken Kirkaby's books are gritty, realistic, and action-packed. The Tournament, Red Stick 1 and Red Stick 2, all available on Amazon. Hey, crappie anglers, crappie season is here. Wally Marshall, Mr. Crappie here to tell you about all of the new crappie products for 2022. Check out the all-new Wally Marshall Classic Signature Rods by Lou's. The Wally Marshall Classic Series starts at 5 foot 6 and all the way up to 16 foot in length. IM8 graphite construction, cork handles, stainless steel guides, super light for all-day use, and the perfect trolling and casting rods on the market today. Now for you live scopers out there, the Wally Marshall Pro Target rods are designed with IM8 graphite blanks, stainless steel guides, and wind grip handles. No slip with a grip when you're trying to boat flip a three-pounder. Pro Target rods are the best for live scope, trolling, and perfect for wade fishing and heavy cover. All new Mr. Crappie Colors and Crappie Thunder, Slabalicious, Jokers, and Shadpos. Tennessee Mist, White, Who Dat, and Don't Miss the School Bus. All crappie anglers should keep the Mr. Crappie Slabomatic Electric Filet Knife handy too. StrikeKing.com, Lose.com, and SmithsProducts.com. From the deck of your private cabin overlooking the confluence of the famous White and Norfolk Rivers at Norfolk Resort Trout Dock. You can see crystal clear running waters that hold one of the world's greatest populations of rainbow and brown trout. In fact, this is the home of world record trout. You might be distracted, though, by the beautiful rolling Ozark Mountains that hold you during your stay. Just up the road a few miles is incredible bass fishing for largemouth, smallmouth, and spots. You'll find the best guides in the business at Norfolk Resort, and your boat is just a short walk from your cabin. Your guide will find a gravel shoal perfect for preparing a hot shore lunch with fresh-caught trout and all the trimmings. You'll think about a nap after lunch, but there's more fish to catch and river to explore before retiring to your fully furnished riverside hideaway. Sound good? Of course it does. Norfolk Resort Trout Dock in Norfolk, Arkansas. NorfolkResort.com Screen that porch in just for you. Glad you enjoy it. You're in camp with Kinder Outdoors. Thanks for hanging around our campfire here at Kinder Outdoors. Dove season uh, is either opening in your state today or maybe it opened up a couple of days ago like it did here in Texas. And uh, for those of you that have already been in the field, yeah, we all know we could use a lesson. <laughs> Let's get some great shotgun instruction now from a guy that knows what he's talking about. Travis Mears has a list of accomplishments on the range as long as your leg. He's an accomplished trick shooter, a champion clay shooter. He's also the guy in charge at Defender Outdoors Clay Sports Ranch on the southwest side of Fort Worth. Man, it's always good to see you, Travis. Welcome, buddy. Hey, Billy. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you bet. Dove season is here. It started a couple of days ago. So by now, guys have figured out that out of a box of 25 shells, 
they're going to come up with about two or three birds. We need some help, Travis. <laughs> yeah, I understand. And uh, this time of year is super exciting for me. Uh, I always say I was born for it. I was born on September 1st, and so Dad had to be pulled out of the field to, to come to the hospital. And, you know, everybody goes out in the field, and that is usually when they figure out that they're rusty. And, uh, you know, here at Defender Outdoors Clay Sports Ranch, we, we you know, have the availability for you to practice, and we also have great instructors. Top-notch stuff. I started looking through your awards. Man, you started young, and you got good, and you stayed good. You've piled them up through the years. Yes, I've been uh, real fortunate to be able to uh, shoot for a long time. I've been shooting actively since I was nine and really at the professional level since I was 16. So I've had a lot of opportunities to uh, to win and to learn and, and seen a lot of different corners all over the country. When Travis Mears talks uh, about shotgunning, you need to listen. We all need to listen because we're going to learn a little something today. And, and I want to talk about several different aspects of shooting to make us better. And I want to start with gun fit. I bet you see a lot of people come through the range at Defender with guns that just don't fit them. Well, that's true, and, and uh, you know most of the guns on the shelf are, are made uh, by the manufacturer for an average person. And so if you don't fit that, or even if you do, there's a good chance that your gun from the factory is not going to fit. Um, I've been fortunate enough to be partnered with uh, Winnie Custom Gun Stocks out of uh, Missouri, and, and they make some of the finest shotgun stocks and rifle stocks you've ever seen. So... Uh, for for my game, the first thing I do when I get a shotgun is make sure that it's fit to me, uh, and and more importantly, to make sure that the gun uh, has the right point of impact for me and the way I mount it, and the way I shoot it, and those kind of things. And and it's really not that big a deal to get it adjusted. You know, there's there's local gunsmiths that can lengthen it, shorten it, raise the comb. Uh, we work with uh, Andrew McFarland here in town. That you know he he's he's really really good at bending the stocks and so uh, more cast less cast and so uh, you know if you get a shotgun and it doesn't throw up and, and line up exactly right it's it's worth you know the couple hours to go get it fixed for sure yep absolutely how should a gun fit when we mount that gun how should what should we look like feel like well it's uh you know it's real important and, and being consistent with that is is even more important so when you mount the shotgun, it needs to hit the same spot in our shoulder each time. And I always tell everybody, you've got a, a bone for your shoulder and you've got a collarbone, and in the middle is a soft spot made for shotguns. And so uh, when we throw the gun up, it needs to hit the same spot every time. Um, I always tell students to, you know, get in front of the mirror and mount the gun 50 times for a couple days in a row. And once once you know that it's mounting the same every time, then you've got it. Um, but when you throw the shotgun up, often they're going to have two beads, a front bead and a mid bead. Um, we're looking for those beads to be lined up, and we're looking for them to be touching. And so we always say uh, a figure eight or a snowman with the top bead, or I'm sorry, the front bead being on top and the mid bead being on the bottom. Um, if it's lined up like that and straight, then you, you're shooting straight, and you're also getting a good point of impact. And when we shoot a pattern board and we're trying to get a gun to fit, uh, for competitive shooting or even bird hunting, we want to have like a 60-40 pattern. And what that means is if I shoot at a spot on the pattern board, I want the pattern centered on that spot, and I want 60% above and 40% below. Hmm. And, uh, and that would be a correct point of impact. Now, for other games, like, for example, some trap shooters like a higher point of impact. Uh, but for in general, you know, 60-40 is a really good spot. Yeah. Uh, and we can accomplish all of this with you guys at Defender. Uh, give us the number. Give us the website in case somebody's listening. They think, you know, I need a tune-up. 
Yeah, so we're uh, we're located on the west side of Fort Worth, Defender Outdoors, Claysport Ranch. And uh, we do sell shotguns, and, and we're more than happy to take you out and spend some time on the, the pattern board. Um, the easiest way to get us is DefenderOutdoors.com. There'll be a tab for Clay Sports Ranch, and there'll be a tab for Shooting Center. We, uh, we have a sister gun club that's an indoor rifle pistol range in downtown Fort Worth. And so whether you uh, like shotguns, rifles, or pistols, we, all, we have something for everybody. Yeah, there you go. Let's talk about our feet. When we mount, well, wait a minute. You're the instructor. You tell me where we go from here. We mounted it on the shoulder properly. What else? Right. Once we've got it in the shoulder properly, we need to be able to have a full range of motion. Um, because in shotgun shooting, we're shooting moving targets, whether it's birds or, or clay targets. Uh, we need to have a range of motion with the most comfortable spot in that range being center. And so when you when you get your feet lined up, and I always tell my students, I said, just stand there and hold the gun. For example, if you're standing in a dove field, we're not going to stand uncomfortably, right? So take note of how you're holding that shotgun. Look down at your feet. Look at where the gun's pointing at that spot, okay? And you need to center up that most comfortable position with what you perceive is going to be your break point, okay, or your kill zone for a, for a bird. Um, that way you've got, you know, 30 to 40% range on the left, 30 to 40% range on the right, which allows you to keep moving the gun, okay? you got to keep moving the gun and follow through. Um, you know, as you're approaching those targets, we need to be able to maintain the same speed throughout the shot. And so if, if we have our feet turned a little bit to the right too much or a little bit to the left too much, our range of motion will allow us to maintain the muzzle speed with our with our moving target. Okay, and so let's let's talk about your feet when you shoot. I bet you there's not two centimeters difference in your stance now than it was ten years ago. I, you're so muscle memoried on that uh, that you're set up. What do your feet look like when you shoot? Well, um, easier to show, but I'll I'll try to explain. And so when I when I'm setting up from my spot. Um, first thing is I'm going to find my break point or kill zone, okay? And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to shift my feet. And the way it typically lines up uh, is the, the heel, and I'm a right-handed shooter, the heel of my right foot is going to line up with the toe of my left foot. And you can draw a line from the heel of my right foot to the toe of my left foot to the break point. And if I do that, then I have a full range of motion with my most comfortable position being the, the break point, the kill zone. Yep, gotcha. Very good. Uh, do I lay my head on the, on the stock of that gun? Am I touching that gun with my face? Yes, real important uh, and, and really important for us to learn to bring the gun to the face. Okay, And so if you put the gun in your shoulder and then you bring your face to it, we're not going to have a consistent mount. And so we need to kind of you know get your head in position and bring the gun to it, okay? And if we do that, it'll line up the same way every time. Uh, and when we've got our face on the on the stock, it's 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 really important, but sometimes it scares people. We've got to have some pressure, okay? And so we've if we've got uh, pressure on the stock, it reduces the muzzle jump, okay? And it's also going to reduce vibration, so it's going to reduce your felt recoil by you know a large percentage if we have if we have cheap pressure okay so uh, when I was younger dad would always tease me you know five pounds of pressure and if he caught me lifting my head up he would he would say I'm gonna put a dollar bill in there if it falls out you can't have it if you keep it all day you can have it and so 
maintaining that cheek pressure uh, gives us a, a correct uh, sight picture. It also brings the gun into the same position each time. That's awesome. We're going to take a little break. We're up against it. But when we come back, we're going to talk about eyeballs and kiddos, okay? Let's do it. Hey, you won't go wrong when you feed your hardworking retriever Purina Pro Plan Sport, the purple bag, 30% protein, 20% fat. It's at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. This is Olympic gold medalist Kim Rohde. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. Okay, Billy, come on now. You can use another lesson. John Payne and his Tejas Ranch Fence Company know that there's no cookie-cutter approach. Every job, every ranch, every lay of land is unique and custom. We're able to take a look at the owner's intent, the individual characteristics of the property, and really come up with a solution that works for them. We've got a great team here that has a passion for what we do. Your land, our passion. We love bringing out the best in your property. TejasRanchFence.com at Classic Chevrolet Grapevine, we know all about the early morning memories made in the cab of the truck. Because it's fun to um, be able to uh, do something with my dad and my older brother. So what time did you have to get up this morning to uh, to get all the way down here dressed and fed and ready to go? 4.30. 4.30. Don't you normally get up about 4.30, though? Mm-hmm. No. no way. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's fun, though, when you're coming out to the dove field to get up that early. It's kind of exciting, isn't it? Yes. There you very. go. Did you see your daddy shooting at that dove right then? Yes. Do you see that dove still flying? Uh, probably. <laughs> At Classic Chevrolet in Grapevine, Texas, we know that the cab of the truck is a special place. It's where family heritage is carried down the trail. Important things happen here. Trusted conversations, understanding smiles, life's victories and laughter, sometimes tears. We're honored to ride along with your family. ClassicChevrolet.com. After Red Stick 1, outdoor author Ken Kirkaby's sequel, Red Stick 2, is a must-read. Virgil Clary is sent to South America, where he uses his unique tracking skills to find an American engineer abducted by revolutionaries. Kirkus Reviews says, assured writing, a locomotive plot, and nonstop suspenseful action in a series that shows no signs of slowing down. Ken Kirkaby is an outdoor writer that truly lives the outdoors, and his books are all available on Amazon. Winter at the lake is a wonderful thing. The still, quiet solace of the woods and water at Grapevine Lake offer the perfect opportunity to slow the season down a bit. Tucked away behind a secure gated entry and snuggled on the still shore of Grapevine Lake is the national award-winning Vineyards Campground and Cabins. Full hookups, lightning-fast Wi-Fi, and cable TV at every campsite and cabin keep you connected, even when you're getting away. The vineyard sites and fully furnished cabins are the perfect place to kick off the new year and enjoy the great outdoors. Our unique location makes you feel far away from the hustle and bustle when you're just a few blocks from historic downtown Grapevine, the Christmas capital of Texas, offering shops, restaurants, and all the sights and sounds of the season. Cozy cabins, spacious pull-through sites, and a camp store on site to provide whatever you need. Always keeping your health and safety a priority, come enjoy nature's original way to social distance. Come see us this winter. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins. VineyardsCampground.com. Ag Texas. The name itself says trust, honesty, strength, 
and tradition. Ag Texas has from the get-go been dedicated to the prosperity of agriculture and rural America. The Ag Texas family can help grow your herd or your operation. Give us a call and talk to Ag Texas pros about risk management in the form of crop insurance, protecting borrowed capital and savings. We specialize in everything from dairy cows to pecan trees and have the right financial tools and knowledge at Ag Texas to help you grow and grow safely. We can't tell you when it's going to rain again, but we can assure that your crop, your cows, your family, and the family land are secure and protected no matter the storm or the dry spell. We are agriculture at Ag Texas, and we look forward to visiting with you. Ag Texas is at agtexas.com and just down the road. Somewhere over this horizon sit a million little dictators eager to purge humanity of its hunting instincts. Contrived emotions flood from their air-conditioned, glass-paneled, Wi-Fi-enabled habitats over the mountains and out into the wild from which they hate to admit they emerged. Their foolish quest to force nature to fit their feelings threatens the survival of every living thing on our planet. If their fevered tantrums are ever imposed, the Earth will be ruled by the deadliest combination in the natural world, human ignorance and human arrogance. Travel another path, the truest path, nature's path. Trust the hunter in your blood. Share our campfire and a good story or two. Kinder Outdoors. Hey, after you uh, work that retriever, retrieving up all those doves for you and the family and the friends today, make sure you give them a dose of Fortiflora with their meal tonight, okay? It's going to help stabilize their GI system. Hot day in the field, working hard, it can cause GI upset, and Fortiflora fixes that. Keep it in the fridge if you own a dog, house dog, or working dog. Doesn't matter. Forta Flora from the trusted name Purina. My friend Travis Mears, to say the least, is an accomplished shotgunner. He's a professional trick shooter in demand all across the country. 2010 NRA Collegiate All-American Champion. Five-time National Shooting Sports Foundation SCTP Gold Medal Team member in Sporting Clays and Skeet. He started winning awards early, and he is still winning awards. He's a great guy to listen to uh, when it comes to the shotgun. And, hey, I really appreciate you hanging out with us today, Travis, and maybe helping us scratch down a few more doves. Travis is the president of Defender Outdoors Clay Sports Ranch on the southwest side of Fort Worth, Texas. Beautiful place. If folks have never been out here, I would urge you to come. It's a great place to come and shoot, Travis. Thank you, Billy. Yeah, we, uh, we've been open for... A little over four and a half years, and and we've had a good time doing it. Uh, I was just telling somebody earlier today um, when I when I first came through the gate and started this uh, this 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 incredible cowboy cattle ranch on the west side of Fort Worth hadn't been touched in 50 years by anything but a cow. Okay, and so 
uh, I started at the front gate with a weed eater and a push mower, and, and uh, now we're covering 160 acres with three sporting clays courses and a and a half super sporting. And so, uh, you know, thousands and thousands of people have the opportunity to come out here and shoot throughout the year, and uh, we love sharing it. Uh, you've talked to us about our our footwork. You've talked to us about how to mount the shotgun properly on our shoulder. You've talked to us about being able to move with the shotgun fluidly. Uh, you've talked about mounting our, our face on the stock. And if you missed any of that, kinderoutdoors.com or wherever you get your podcast, we're everywhere, and go back and listen to that again. You're getting some really good shotgun instruction uh, from Travis Mears on the show today. Uh, now let's talk about our eyeballs. One eye, two eyes, close one eye, dominant eye, what? no eye, close both eyes. What do we do? Well, you could uh, you could take a whole episode on this, um, but you know our eyes are what controls the hands and the, and the brain when we're reacting to a target or a bird or whatever we might be shooting at. Okay, and so good visual focus um, on the target is going to allow our hands to react to the speed, the line, uh, and the transition of whatever we're shooting at. Uh, one challenge that some people run into, and if you find that you're not a great shot and you've always struggled with shotgun shooting. Uh, there typically is an eye issue, and what's what's fairly common is for us to be cross dominant. So, if you're right-handed, uh, but your left eye is stronger, then all of your life you've been shooting two, three feet left of the target. So, uh, as an instructor, I can stand behind you and diagnose that pretty quick, uh, whether we do an eye test or whether I let you shoot. And and if you have a consistent point of impact off the target, it's because our eyes aren't allowing us to see the correct picture. Um, in shotgun shooting, it's really important for us to use two eyes. And the reason for that is it gives us a wider field of view. It also gives us uh, depth perception. Depth perception is really important in sporting clays and when we're shooting dove, quail, and whatever that, uh, whatever we might be hunting. Uh, we need to know, is it at 20 yards or is it 60 yards? And if you close one eye, it's real two-dimensional. You can't see that. You can't read it on the fly. If we can shoot with both eyes, it gives us the ability to read what that target or bird's doing uh, distance-wise and, and speed-wise. I've never thought of that, the depth perception you get with both eyes. That's spot on. It is. It is. And in, in, in the uh, field of view, especially in sporting clays and dove hunting uh, or quail or whatever we might be hunting, you know, the bird's coming from the left, right, over your head, under your feet, whatever it might be doing. We need to be able to see the whole field. But if you throw your shotgun up, and you're not seeing down the rib with two eyes, then it's probably a dominance issue. And there's a few different things you can do. And it Dominant eye. Yeah, dominant eye uh, issue. So there's a few different things you can do to compensate for that, uh, and it really depends on what your plans are. Are you planning to be a competitive shooter and go professional, or are you planning to shoot dove once a year? And those, that's a question I would ask you if we, were, if we ran into that situation. You know, if you're going to shoot once or twice a year and it's just for fun, you know, closing your left eyes, it's not going to hurt you. Um, I'm just talking about a right-handed shooter. Now. Yeah, closing your non-dominant eye. That's right. And and I keep referring to right-handed shooters, and it's just the opposite for left. Um, but if you if you decide that you want to chase competition and you want to shoot a lot and we're cross-dominant, there's a few things you can do. And, and one would be we take like a you know piece of scotch tape or chapstick and, and we'll cover just the smallest spot uh, over that dominant eye, being the off eye. Um, and we're trying to keep it small, the size of a dime. And all it does is it, it takes away the dominance. We still have our field of view. We still have our depth perception. 
but it takes away the dominance and it forces the the right eye as a right-handed shooter to see down the muzzle. Um, you know, we keep talking about eyes and we keep talking about how important they are, but uh, when we're shooting, it's similar to getting in your truck. Do you ever look at your steering wheel? No. Okay. No, I don't. Well, we we don't find ourselves looking at their steering wheel. We don't look at our remotes when we're changing the uh, the TV, or when we we try not to look at the keyboard when we're typing. And shotgun shooting's the same way. We're going to maintain visual focus on our target, and the gun is in our vision the same as your steering wheel is in your truck. Uh, but we don't need to look at it. It's in our peripheral vision. We can see it, but we don't need to look at it. And and what that will help you do is it'll help you read the bird on the fly it'll also help you to move with it and and i tell my students day in and day out at the end of the day i want you to learn one thing we have to move the same speed in the same line with our target if we don't we'd never have an opportunity to to be consistent and uh and 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 score wise consistency is most important especially in sporting clays but you know same as a bird in the sky if i just throw the gun up and fire we hope we hit it most likely we're not. But if I can come up, match speed, match line for a split second, and then fire, then we're going to up our odds by 80, 90 percent. I'm yeah. telling you, it's the key to shotgun shooting. Uh, we have to make, we have to get the eyes to focus on the bird, and then the, the mind has time to react. My first hour in Argentina shooting, I was overwhelmed. They they anticipate that it's a million birds a day that will fly over your head. In Argentina, my first hour there, Travis, I was, and I shoot a lot. I was throwing the gun up and shooting, and in 10 minutes, I had killed maybe two or three birds out of several thousand that had flown over my head. And I said, Bill, you know better. Slow down, look at a bird, and shoot it. Right. Yeah, and, and you know, even like me, when I get in a, you know, in a, a duck pit, and you know. 15 ducks come in at once. Sometimes, you get excited too? Well, sometimes you want to just shoot amongst them and, and see what happens, but uh, you'll you'll often find that if we can pick one, and, you know, I always think it's important for us to start with the lead bird because if I shoot at the lead bird and I don't give him enough uh, lead in front, then guess what? I'm hitting the second, third one, and uh, then your mind can tell you to react and, and increase the lead on the next one. But you know, whether it's clay targets or birds, you know, getting that visual lock on it so that our hands and our mind can react is the key. Hey, tell me this. When you go dove hunting, this is just a personal note. Do, uh, when you go dove hunting, do you carry a 410? Are you a 410 guy? Well, I, I get asked that often, and uh, I do love a challenge, but I love to knock birds out of the air much more. <laughs> and so uh, I, I would rather challenge myself in trying to complete a limit uh, quickly and then hang out with the, my wife or, or dad or whatever. Uh, so, no, I'm typically going to take, you know, old trusty 12-gauge, and and uh, and I'll try to grind them. Now, I'll take shots that maybe you wouldn't take um, if it's 75 yards. No, I take them. I just don't hit <laughs> If it's out there and, and uh, you know, I think I can hit it, I'll, I'll send it. And, uh I don't do the, you know, the the least shell competition, but I will go for speed. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Very good. We've got to take another break, and then we're going to get to kids when we come back and how to get them start uh, started properly. Thanks for hanging out with us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Good morning, everybody. It's Tom Knapp. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it. With Big Billy Kinder Outdoors.
John Payne and his Tejas Ranch Fence Company know that there's no cookie-cutter approach. Every job, every ranch, every lay of land is unique and custom. We're able to take a look at the owner's intent, the individual characteristics of the property, and really come up with a solution that works for them. We've got a great team here that has a passion for what we do. Your land, our passion. We love bringing out the best in your property. TejasRanchFence.com. Marksman Firearms and Outfitters' mission is to guide and educate customers, whether they're new to firearms or experienced, skilled shooters. They take the time to teach you which guns will properly suit your needs, as well as how to care for them to ensure the longevity and quality of your firearm. At Marksman, they believe every customer deserves a place to go that offers the largest variety at reasonable prices, with staff that's truly knowledgeable and always puts the customer first. For more info, go to MarksmanFirearms.com. Make your mark at Marksman. U.S. Highway 287 carries elk hunters and fly fishers, snow skiers and bird dog chasers, 72-ounce steak eaters, buried Cadillac picture takers, antelopers, prairie doggers, and rattlesnakers. The Herdware Store sits on Highway 287 near Goodnight, Texas. Now, only 18 people live around here, so to keep the lights turned on, we need you 287 travelers to stop by. Come in out of the weather and take a look at the most unique store between the Gulf and Pacific coasts. One-of-a-kind artwork, jewelry, knives, and more. Feel the luxurious softness and warmth of bison socks, gloves, hats, beanies, blankets, and scarves. You'll think it's cashmere, and it's warmer than wool. Our sister company, Buffalo Wool, produces the finest bison products on the planet. The herdware store is boots and shoes, bison blankets and throws, even bison meats for the road. The Herdware Store, 42 miles southeast of Amarillo. Hey, drop by right now at herdware.net. This is Woody, Woody's fairly reliable guide service up on Rainy Lake, Minnesota. I've been taking families, friends, and corporate groups fishing for more than 40 years. Crappie, smallmouth, walleye, and monster pike await you right outside your lodge door. Not only can I show you a wonderful time on Rainy Lake, I can sell you your very own island as I'm a realtor too. So we can do it all up here and take a two-nation vacation with Woody. Over 90% of our customers make it back to dock safely. We hope you're one of them. Woody at RainyLake.com. See you here. The Wild Sheep Foundation. Our purpose sounds simple, to put and keep wild sheep on the mountain. But from where we stand to the top of the mountain is a challenging and exciting journey. To be successful, we support the top scientific minds in wildlife research. We tell the story and history of the wild sheep in North America to those around us, like you. And step by step, we protect and grow wild sheep populations. If not for the Wild Sheep Foundation, more than $115 million in care, concern, and conservation work would not have happened over the past 40 years. Important work that has seen our wild sheep populations grow from 25,000 or so in the 1950s to more than 85,000 today. Learn more about the worldwide leader in wild sheep conservation. Secure a membership. Attend a banquet. Bid on an auction item. Make an impact on top of the mountain. WildSheepFoundation.org I'm Tom Watson with Bended Knee International, asking you to pray for the Navajo people of New Mexico and Arizona. The COVID-19 pandemic has hit these native people exceptionally hard. In many cases, multiple families live in the same home. Water is carried from muddy streams for household use, and medical care is many miles away. I simply ask that you join me in lifting them up to the Lord. To learn more, 
please visit BendedKnee.org. You're in good conservation company with Kinder Outdoors. Hey, come see me at Kinder Outdoors and learn all about how we're fishing you, fishing you a Merry Christmas. We want to send you to the Caribbean with our friends at Carib Sea Adventures. Put you out there catching giant marlin for a few days, okay? We're going to take care of your lodging, your meals. It's a $10,000 trip. Oh, by the way, we're sending two of your buddies with you. It's going to be the trip of a lifetime. Learn more right now at kinderoutdoors.com. Purina Pro Plan. There's a formula specifically built for your dog. Even if they have an itchy coat or any kind of special condition, Pro Plan, they've already thought of that and developed a formula that will help your dog. Learn more about Purina Pro Plan at Kinder, K-I-N-D-E-R, KinderOutdoors.com. Travis Mears is joining us on the show today, professional shotgunner Travis Mears from Defender Clay Sports Ranch on the southwest side of Fort Worth. We're getting a full education. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today, Travis. Oh, thanks for having me. Uh, dove season is here. We want to get the kids started. We don't want to be too anxious about that when they're little. Uh, we want to give them time to kind of decide if they like it on their own, I guess, huh? Well, it's, uh, it's not hard to like it, but we got to give them the opportunity, and, and that's one thing I was blessed with. Dad would, would always take me to the field. And, uh, and and before I was able to bring my own shotgun, he always had me a you know a red rider, and you wouldn't believe the amount of limits of uh, grasshoppers I shot as a kid. <laughs> That's a great way to start them with the red rider. I've done that uh, with with other kids. It's a perfect way to get them comfortable with the gun. No doubt. And learn gun safety. No doubt. And, and there was a picture that came up recently and. We hunted at a uh, really nice place out as a kid uh, out out west of here, Greystone. Everybody knows, and and Dad had put together a group of uh, his shooting buddies to go out and do a pheasant hunt. And and uh, at the end of the day, I had my pheasant. Now, granted, I was you know five six years old with my Red Rider, but all of those guys, all these older guys that Dad had taken. Uh, convinced me that I had knocked this pheasant out of the air. And as a kid, that was huge, and and we still have that picture and laugh about it now. That's awesome. Yeah, they're lifelong memories. Let's get that kid started, and I know this is going to vary with the kiddo, but what is a good average age to get them going with a shotgun? Well, age is the first question most people ask, but I, I think I think it has more to do with strength. Okay. You know, they need to be able to hold the gun up safely. They need to be able to hold it up um, to where they can actually shoot the shoot the shotgun responsibly. So, I think around nine or ten is when most kids have got the the upper arm strength to um, hold up a shotgun. Um, you know, before that, you can probably get them to shoot a couple. But as far as going into a dove field or on a sporting clays course. Uh, we've got to have a little bit more upper upper body strength. I, I started shooting a lot when I was nine, um, but you know and I don't remember all this. But Dad would probably make me, you know, do push-ups and and you know lift the gun up in front of the mirror just to get that strength. Um, and eventually, and, and and everybody knows this, but the muscles we use to hold up a shotgun are not muscles that we use on a daily basis. Not how often do you hold something out ahead of you know out in front of you? Um, and so. Upper body strength is the most important part. 
Um, also, we, we want to make sure that they start with the right fundamentals. So go to the range once or twice before dove season and, and make sure that they, you know, can hit a clay target on the ground or, or uh, an incomer or an outgoer on one of the easy stations. Yep, there you go. Very good. Let's talk about those kids uh, a little bit more. Should we start them out with a 410? Should they start little and work their way up, or what do we do? Well, we, we mentioned it a minute ago. We want to get these kids involved, and but we also want them to have a really good time uh, so that when they're 40 years old, they can teach their kids and, and other kids. So uh, I, I know a lot of people start with a 410, and, and usually the reason you would start somebody with a 410 would be because you're conscious about recoil uh, or conscious about weight which is fine. The problem with the 410 is it's very hard to hit anything. I'm a professional shooter and I will literally uh, fight you before I'll shoot a 410. <laughs> so, um, you know, they're they're great and uh, and I do shoot it a couple times a year in competition, but I just don't like it, okay? I'm used to shooting 97 plus percent and, I, and you put a 410 in my hand and I shoot 85 and I don't like it. Yeah. So, um with that, giving those kids a better opportunity. Well, you know, a, a 410 is is great to get them started on maybe a, a stationary target a few yeah. times. But when it comes to shooting a flying dove or a clay target, it's it's better to get them into a 28 gauge or a, a 20 gauge that's a, a little lighter in the front end. Um, gives them an opportunity to put some more pellets out there. Uh, if you buy the correct ammunition, which we can definitely educate people on, um, the gun's not going to kick you. So you know, get the weight that they can handle, and then the shells that will create less recoil, and let them go have fun. Yeah. Uh, we want to help them with their muscle memory early on, so we want to be diligent, not just set them out with their gun, and then, I'm hey, I'm going to go down here 100 yards and go shoot. Stay with them. Right, yeah, and, and if that means that, you know, after you're done with your limit, you help them or, or, like, or the other way around, they do need to be watched. Uh, mostly for safety reasons, but then also we want them to have fun and have success. And so uh, I would suggest that you know, go in before you go on a hunting trip to just go to the range. If you only spend 30 minutes and, you know, let them shoot a few targets, at least they're going to better understand what it's going to be like when they get in the field. Yep. Hey, we're trying to make a better dove shooter out of you today. We've got just a couple of minutes left, and I do want to talk about ammo a little bit. Don't go cheap on ammo. I have found that good ammo, in my life anyway, uh, improves my shooting 20, 30, 40 percent. It's real important. There's a, there's a million different options out there. Um, uh, the challenge is, is finding cheap ammo would be, uh, yeah. would be, would be a challenge anymore. But, uh, you know, beside the point, there is, there is quality ammo, and then there, there's some that's not. And, you know, most people are going to judge that by uh, price. They're going to judge that by components. Uh, judge that by the cleanliness of their gun when they get done. Okay, and all of those are really important. But what you're looking for is you're looking for something that's manageable recoil, um, and, and normally your velocity and your payload are what's going to uh, cause your recoil to go up or down. Okay, so for me, I shoot. You know, it's not uncommon for me to go out on the range and shoot three cases of shells, 750 shells, in a couple hours, two hours. Wow. Okay, so. It's not uncommon for me to do that. Um, uh, being a trick shooter, I just did 12 shows up in uh, Minnesota for a game fair. I shot 3,500 shells in five hours. Wow. And so if you have the right shells and the right equipment, that's not, that's not uh, unachievable to, to go out and shoot that much. 
Um, what I shoot would be a one ounce 1250, and when I say 1250, I'm talking about the velocity on the box. It'll say foot per second. Um, a one ounce, uh, you're throwing 400 pellets out there. Uh, most sporting clays guys, uh, skeet and trap guys, are going to shoot a one ounce load just because it's a very manage manageable recoil. Now I know when we go hunting, we might want to put extra pellets out there. So if we go up into that ounce and an eighth load. Um, we can drop the velocity down to 1,200 foot per second, and it's going to have the same kind of recoil that that one ounce 1250 would have. Um, so, you know, I always hear people, I, I want the high brass, I want the fastest, I want the, you know, the heaviest payload. It's not really that important because, Billy, when you got a dove coming across there and you take your first shot, okay, we miss. Now what happens? We shoot again. We shoot again, okay. But when I shoot my one ounce 1250, my recovery rate is 10 times faster than the guy that's shooting the ounce and eighth 1400 footer. And so if I can recover from that shot and make my second one, I've got a better chance of, of killing that bird before he flares out and goes away. That makes a lot of sense. And we're out of time, but if people have questions, they can get in touch with you online, in person, however. Oh, yeah. I'm easy to get a hold of. DefenderOutdoors.com, uh, Travis at DefenderOutdoors.com. We'd love to have you out. If you haven't been to Defender Outdoors Clay Sports Ranch, we're on the west side of Fort Worth, and it's uh, Sporting Clay's Paradise. Come on. Yep. Hey, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, Billy. 89% of the field trial champions across North America, and every single grand champion at Westminster for the past dozen years or more is fed Purina Pro Plan. That ought to tell you something. Pick up a bag for your champ at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. Hi, this is Steve Remspecker with ProPlan. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. house floor creaks a little, but don't worry, you're on solid ground with Kinder Outdoors. I'm Billy Kinder, this is Kinder Outdoors, welcome back to our camp house, glad you're here. This corner of the camp house brought to you by my friends at Purina Pro Plan, the world's greatest dog fuel, and you'll find it at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Texas, Kansas, and Missouri. I got a note the other day from my friends at Joshua Creek Ranch down in the hill country, you know how I love that place. If you've listened for any period of time, you know I love that place. And, hey, they've got some hunts starting up soon. Early morning quail hunts beginning September 15th. You can book your dates now for the remainder of 2022 and uh, early part 2023. Wing shooting season is opening soon. Dove hunting uh, is open now at Joshua Creek Ranch and beginning September 15, early morning quail hunts, taking advantage of those first couple of cool hours of the day. Learn more about Joshua Creek Ranch at kinderoutdoors.com. I'm a regular down there, and you're going to love this place. Kathy Fiddle with Major League Fishing joined me last hour to talk about the death of a outdoors a fishing hall of famer. Nina Wood was the wife of the late Forrest Wood, the inventor of the modern-day bass boat. Well, guess what? She was right along beside Forrest and very active in the operation from day one. Kathy Fennell knows all about it because Kathy was there at that time, too. 
Kathy Pennell, welcome back to the show. It's always such a pleasure to visit with you. Oh, thank you, Billy. I appreciate the opportunity always. You know, uh, first of all, my condolences because you worked a long, long time with Nina Wood and uh, Forest Wood, and I'm sure that uh, that she was like family to you, and, and it's a big loss. Uh, it's it's a huge loss, obviously. You know, I mean, just for the for the whole industry, but certainly for me personally, it really is. I, I it's like losing family because that's that's how we always thought. Now I certainly thought of Forest and Nina both was just his family. Yeah, I have friends there in Flippin, and I would call them from time to time after Forrest passed away and just check on, on Nina and see how she was doing. And uh, long story short, losing Forrest was a big blow to her. I, 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 know, I know she missed him every day, you know, and from the day he left. And I... I'm like you. I, I would call and talk to Nina on occasion just to stay in touch, and and every conversation, you know, I could I could hear her broken heart through the phone call. I mean, she just mm. um, I, I she never got over it. You just don't spend a lifetime like that with someone, and and it just you know I, I mean it's just not something that you can overcome. Before Major League Fishing was FLW, before FLW was Operation Bass. Uh, all of that goes back to Forrest and Nina Wood and Kathy Fennell. I want folks to know uh, you were a part of the Wood family and the Operation Bass FLW family from the get-go. You know, I, I'm very fortunate. I said I've had a blessed life, you know, to, to be able to uh, be a part of something that I love so much and to work with such wonderful people like Forrest and Nina for so long. And, you know, one of my, my very original um, first memories, you know, of getting involved in this industry was receiving a, a jacket from Forest to Nina, and she actually, I was at Flippin at the plant, and that was back in 1982, and we were headed to Las Vegas for, you know, our year-end championship there between just two anglers, uh, Hubert Wright and Ronnie Grant. Uh, they both had each won a boat, uh, a Ranger boat, fishing in the North Ranger and South Ranger Classic, um, and then they were going out to Lake Mead to fish for a um, to fish for an engine, and, and so um, uh, en route to that event, you know, I stopped by the Ranger plant. That was my first visit there, and the first thing that Nina did was make me feel so welcome. And I remember her going into their clothing store and coming back out with one of those I always say one of those coveted satin jackets, you know, with Ranger boats on the back, and and that was such a special moment for me and such a special memory. And and she just she had a way of always just making you feel, you know, um, like you belonged. And, and even though I was young and, and had no real knowledge of the industry or anything, for that matter, um, she made me feel very included. And, and that's just the kind of person. I mean, she had many, many great qualities, but that that's just one of them. A lot of people don't realize, you know, Forrest gets all the credit, or the majority of the credit, father of the modern-day bass boat, Nina was instrumental from step one all the way uh, through the history of Ranger boats and that that particular design. Um, they they were a team. They truly were. They I, I you just you know you rarely you just didn't think of one without the other. And and I think of Nina's. I, I know she shared that. I guess that's what made them so special. They they shared such common uh, qualities as far as just you know, passion and, 
and a, a work ethic that just is second to none, you know. And and I know that for Nina, you know, just being around the professional anglers all through the years, I know how uh, instrumental she was in, in so many careers. And, and I know that, you know, just with her passing, you know, we've heard from a lot of those anglers that they – you know, they owe their career to Nina. And she was such, you know, for them, and the same for me, such a mentor, uh, just such a role model, and, and she'll be greatly, greatly missed. She and uh, Forrest were both uh, cut from the same jib, very gracious, kind people, optimists, uh, and the kind of people that you wanted to be around, and so are you, Kathy Fennell. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, it's Alan Jones, Jr., and when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. When Cinnamon Creek Ranch Wild Game Processing converts your venison or pork into breakfast sausage or ground meat, it's a hands-down hit. But step outside the box this year. Cinnamon Creek Wild Game Processing has sausages for every taste. I don't know, probably 30 or more. We have German, hickory, hot links, uh, jalapeno, cheese links, regular jalapeno, and cracked black pepper, Cajun sausage, all kinds of sausage. Our chipotle and cheese is actually our number one seller. We just came out with a hatch chili and cheese summer sausage to complement our links. And we also have a uh, Frito chili cheese pie sausage this year, which is kind of off the charts, but the kids love it. So it's kind of one of those new twists. <laughs> Located just north of Fort Worth, Texas, Cinnamon Creek Wild Game Processing. Experts with all wild game. Visit CinnamonCreekRanch.com. Can you imagine 20-plus sailfish in a single day? Welcome to Costa Rica's rich fishing history. The marlin catch is as good as any spot on earth. Blue marlin, sailfish, mahi, and tuna. From the moment your feet touch down in beautiful Costa Rica, you'll discover a new love in your life. The landscape, the people, the food, the salty air and year-round fishable temperatures and calm waters. At Carib Sea Sport Fishing, we're prepared for your group with a fleet of some of the most successful vessels in this sport fishing area. Call your buddies or make it a couple's trip to Costa Rica. Enjoy world-class Caribbean sport fishing, endless shopping, beaches, spectacular wildlife. Discover the landscape by horseback. Carib Sea Sport Fishing offers a variety of trips, offshore, inshore, overnight, half-day, full-day, every day. Come see us now at catchafishincostarica.com. The Quail Coalition has drawn the line. Quail decline stops here. South and West Texas and Western Oklahoma are the last strong natural regions for wild bobwhite quail. We've all watched the drastic decline across the southern states of the iconic bobwhite. The Quail Coalition has vowed to do all within human power to not only stop quail decline, but build a future where the quail will flourish across all of its original habitat. If true quail conservation is important to you, please visit quailcoalition.org. Consider a membership, attend one of our fundraising banquets, and please consider starting a chapter in your home state. Together, let's sustain and restore huntable wild quail populations. Let's encourage and educate interested youth 
Let's keep the most brilliant quail minds on earth working on a bright future for our quails. The first step, visit our website, quailcoalition.org. Whether I'm still hunting January whitetails in wintry West Texas, November pheasants in snowy South Dakota, crappie through the Minnesota ice, or big brown trout in the cold waters of the Ozarks in the fall, I know that I'm going to be warm and comfortable enough to go all day long. It starts with foundational protection from the frigid extremes. My basics and essentials are Buffalo Wool Company socks, gloves, and neck gaiters. Here's Ron Miskin with Buffalo Wool. Well, I was really surprised when I got pictures back. He sent, went and did a 330-mile snowmobile trek up in Alaska, negative 30, chasing muskox. He said second day he quit wearing his choppers, just wearing our gloves and hat. The buffalo fiber you make your products from, actually warmer than wool. Oh, yeah, much warmer than wool, a lot more durable. These are meant to be used and used hard. Learn the secret of the buffalo, thebuffalowoolco.com. The BuffaloWoolCo.com. Bring the kids along. This is where heritage is guarded just for them. Kinder Outdoors. Hey, thanks a lot for listening to Kinder Outdoors. We really appreciate you joining us here every week. And we've got a brand new contest we're really excited about. All of the details are at kinderoutdoors.com as we fish you a Merry Christmas. We're fishing you a Merry Christmas with our friends at Carib Sea Sport Fishing in the Caribbean. We're going to send you and two guests of your choice down to the beautiful blue waters to catch marlin for five days. Stay in beachfront in the Carib Sea Casa right there on the water. You're going to love it. More details at kinderoutdoors.com. Dove season is here. We'd all like to kill a few more doves for dinner. And to help us with that this year on the show is the president of Defender Outdoors Clay Sports Ranch on the southwest side of Fort Worth, Travis Mears. Hey, Travis. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Hey, Billy. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you bet. Dove season is here. It started a couple of days ago. So by now, guys have figured out that out of a box of 25 shells, they're going to come up with about two or three birds. So they need some help, Travis. Well, uh, I say they. We need some help, Travis. (laughs) Yeah, I understand. And uh, this time of year is super exciting for me. Uh, I always say I was born for it. I was born on September 1st. And so Dad had to be pulled out of the field to to come to the hospital and and uh, I feel like I've, I've spent every uh, dove season out in the field with dad so um, you know everybody goes out in the field and that is usually when they figure out that they're rusty and uh, you know here at Defender Outdoors Clay Sports Ranch we we you know have the availability for you to practice and we also have great instructors yeah absolutely you do top-notch stuff I started looking through your awards man you started young and you got good and you stayed good you've piled them up through the years Yes, I've been uh, real fortunate to be able to uh, shoot for a long time. I'm turning 36, and I've uh, been shooting actively since I was nine, and and uh, really at the professional level since I was 16. So I've had a lot of opportunities to uh, to win and to learn, and and seen a lot of different corners all over the country. Yeah, and with that said, when Travis Mears talks uh, about shotgunning. You need to listen. We all need to listen because we're going to learn a little something today. And I want to talk about several different aspects of shooting to make us better. And I want to start with gun fit. You know, most of the guns on the shelf are 
are made uh, by the manufacturer for an average person. And so I've heard that is typically someone 180 to 200 and that 511 to 6.1 range. And so if you don't fit that, or even if you do, there's a good chance that your gun from the factory is not going to fit. The first thing I do when I get a shotgun is make sure that it's fit to me uh, and, and more importantly, to make sure that the gun uh, has the right point of impact for me and the way I mount it and the way I shoot it and those kind of things. And it's really not that big a deal to get it adjusted. You know, there's there's local gunsmiths that can lengthen it, shorten it, raise the comb. Uh, we work with uh, Andrew McFarland here in town that, you know, he he's, he's really, really good at bending the stocks. And so uh, more cast, less cast. And so... You know, if you get a shotgun and it doesn't throw up and, and line up exactly right, it's it's worth, you know, the couple hours to go get it fixed for sure. Yep, absolutely. How should a gun fit when we mount that gun? How should, What should we look like, feel like? Well, it's, uh, you know, it's real important, and, and being consistent with that is, is even more important. So when you mount the shotgun, it needs to hit the same spot in our shoulder each time. And I always tell everybody you've got to, a bone for your shoulder and you've got a collarbone and in the middle is a soft spot made for shotguns and so uh, when we throw the gun up it needs to hit the same spot every time um, I always tell students to you know get in front of the mirror and mount the gun 50 times for a couple days in a row and once once you know that it's mounting the same every time then you've got it um, but when you throw the shotgun up often they're gonna have two beads a front bead and a mid bead um, we're looking for those beads to be lined up and we're looking for them to be touching. And so we always say uh, a figure eight or a snowman with the top bead, or I'm sorry, the front bead being on top and the mid bead being on the bottom. Um, if it's lined up like that and straight, then you, you're shooting straight and you're also getting a good point of impact. And when we shoot a pattern board and we're trying to get a gun to fit uh, for competitive shooting or even bird hunting, we want to have like a 60-40 pattern. And what that means is if I shoot at a spot on the pattern board, I want the pattern centered on that spot, and I want 60% above and 40% below. Hmm. And, uh, and that would be a correct point of impact. Now, for other games, like, for example, some trap shooters like a higher point of impact. Uh, but for in general, you know, 60-40 is a really good spot. Yeah. Uh, and we can accomplish all of this with you guys at Defender. Give us the number. Give us the website in case somebody's listening. They think, you know, I need a tune-up. Yeah, so we're uh, we're located on the west side of Fort Worth, Defender Outdoors, Claysport Ranch, and uh, we do sell shotguns, and and we're more than happy to take you out and spend some time on the the pattern board. Um, the easiest way to get us is DefenderOutdoors.com. There'll be a tab for Claysport Ranch, and there'll be a tab for Shooting Center. We uh, we have a sister gun club that's an indoor rifle pistol range in downtown Fort Worth, and so whether you uh, like shotguns, rifles, or pistols, we all we have something for everybody. Yeah, there you go. Let's talk about our feet. When we mount, well, wait a minute. You're the instructor. You tell me where we go from here. We mounted it on the shoulder properly. What else? Right. Once we've got it in the shoulder properly, we need to be able to have a full range of motion. Um, because in shotgun shooting, we're shooting moving targets, whether it's birds or, or clay targets. Uh, we need to have a range of motion with the most comfortable spot in that range being center. And so when you when you get your feet lined up, and I always tell my students, I said, just stand there and hold the gun. For example, if you're standing in a dove field, we're not going to stand uncomfortably, right? So take note of how you're holding that shotgun. Look down at your feet. Look at where the gun's pointing at that spot, okay? And you need to center up that most comfortable position with what you perceive is going to be your break point, okay, or your kill zone for a, for a bird. 
Um, that way you've got, you know, 30 to 40 percent range on the left, 30 to 40 percent range on the right, which allows you to keep moving the gun, okay? You've got to keep moving the gun and follow through. Um, you know, as you're approaching those targets, we need to be able to maintain the same speed throughout the shot. And so if, if we have our feet turned a little bit to the right too much or a little bit to the left too much, our range of motion will allow us to maintain the muzzle speed with our with our moving target. Okay, and so let's let's talk about your feet when you shoot. I bet you there's not two centimeters difference in your stance now than it was ten years ago. I, you're so muscle memoried on that uh, that you're set up. What do your feet look like when you shoot? Well, um, easier to show, but I'll I'll try to explain. And so when I when I'm setting up from my spot. Um, first thing is I'm going to find my break point or kill zone, okay? And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to shift my feet. And the way it typically lines up uh, is the, the heel, and I'm a right-handed shooter, the heel of my right foot is going to line up with the toe of my left foot. And you can draw a line from the heel of my right foot to the toe of my left foot to the break point. And if I do that, then I have a full range of motion with my most comfortable position being the, the break point, the kill zone. Yep, gotcha, very good. Uh, do I lay my head on the, on the stock of that gun? Am I touching that gun with my face? Yes, real important uh, and, and really important for us to learn to bring the gun to the face, okay? And so if you put the gun in your shoulder and then you bring your face to it, we're not going to have a consistent mount. And so we need to kind of, you know, get your head in position and bring the gun to it, okay? And if we do that, it'll line up the same way every time. Uh, and when we've got our face on the on the stock, it's 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 really important, but sometimes it scares people. We've got to have some pressure, okay? And so we've if we've got uh, pressure on the stock, it reduces the muzzle jump, okay? And it's also going to reduce vibration, so it's going to reduce your felt recoil by you know a large percentage if we have if we have cheek pressure, okay? So uh, when I was younger, Dad would always tease me, you know, five pounds of pressure. And if he caught me lifting my head up, he would he would say, I'm going to put a dollar bill in there. If it falls out, you can't have it. If you keep it all day, you can have it. And so uh, maintaining that cheek pressure uh, gives us a, a correct uh, sight picture. It also brings the gun into the same position each time. That's awesome. We're going to take a little break. We're up against it. But when we come back, we're going to talk about eyeballs and kiddos, okay? Let's do it. Hey guys, I'm Corey Cruz, two-time national sporting place champion and five-time Texas state sporting place champion. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. Some of the most outstanding memories in Brendan's young life have been the hunting trips that he takes with Dad. Duck, doves, quail. But the good times aren't just reserved for the dove field or the deer blind. They all start in the cab of that classic Chevrolet when you pull out of the drive. Um, the corner store, you get a snack, and you get to stop at Bucky's. Because it's Bucky's. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun hiding from the cold with Dad in a duck blind, and the ice doesn't seem that bad out in that old flat-bottom boat for a little while. A decoy, he starts it up. And sometimes the decoys make noises, I think. Or if it does, if that doesn't work, he just uses his call. And then they just come, but sometimes we come back with nothing. But home away from home is that classic Chevrolet. I love sleeping in the car and waking up still in the car so I can just feel the 
comfort knowing that will be fun. At Classic Chevrolet, we sell memory makers. Come get yours. ClassicChevrolet.com After spending a few days at Joshua Creek Ranch, I describe it as a sportsman's nirvana. We love creating a unique experience for each of our guests. You know, the interests can vary here from wing shooting to deer hunting to fly fishing to river kayaking. So we have a great variety of guests, and um, we like for them to enjoy everything we have to offer. As I enjoyed the birth of a new day over the rolling hill country ranch that is Joshua Creek, I was amazed at the wildlife, quail, pheasants, native white-tailed deer, trophy class axis deer. We've worked hard on the habitat, planted improved grasses, really with the help of some wildlife biologists studied what would make the best habitat to keep our game here. Mm -hmm. We can hunt easily six, seven, eight groups. And we don't try to do it on 40 acres. I mean, these people get to walk. They get to see some country. Joe and Ann Kirchival invite you to enjoy this free-range ranch just northwest of San Antonio. Visit joshuacreek.com. Wing shooting in Argentina is an activity that must be experienced rather than explained. Dove are considered to be a plague in the area, so there are no bag limits, and there are no seasons to hunt them. We've got 20 million birds on the roost, and they're there 365 days a year. They're there every day, all day. They fly eight hours a day, every day. At Cordoba Doves, you'll enjoy delicious food, exceptional hospitality, beverages in the field, your own personal bird boy. Bird boy's job is to pour shells in your bag uh, when you're going through a box every five minutes and keep count of the birds that you've shot and to bring you something to drink every few minutes. At the end of the day, we pick up all the holes and pick up the birds, but you can't send him out to pick up birds at six or eight hundred times a day. Experience the very best that Argentina has to offer through Cordoba Doves. Contact the U.S. Representative Lane Balky at cordobadoves.com. My name is Jose Grasso, the owner of JJ Caseria. Can see me in Argentina. Winter at the lake is a wonderful thing. The still, quiet solace of the woods and water at Grapevine Lake offer the perfect opportunity to slow the season down a bit. Tucked away behind a secure gated entry and snuggled on the still shore of Grapevine Lake is the national award-winning Vineyards Campground and Cabins. Full hookups, lightning-fast Wi-Fi, and cable TV at every campsite and cabin keep you connected, even when you're getting away. The vineyard sites and fully furnished cabins are the perfect place to kick off the new year and enjoy the great outdoors. Our unique location makes you feel far away from the hustle and bustle when you're just a few blocks from historic downtown Grapevine, the Christmas capital of Texas, offering shops, restaurants, and all the sights and sounds of the season. Cozy cabins, spacious pull-through sites, and a camp store on site to provide whatever you need. Always keeping your health and safety a priority. Come enjoy nature's original way to social distance. Come see us this winter. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins. VineyardsCampground.com For the land of the free and the home of the brave. From high school gyms to towering stadiums, every time I see our flag wave, I feel a humbling reminder of the brave who keep and have kept us free. I stand to honor the sacrifices of the generations before me, heroes who charged in the battle through bombs and bullets, who lost their brothers and still pushed through, fighting for every inch of our freedom. I stand for my brothers who can't stand anymore, men who hunted terrorists to the ends of the earth, who sacrificed their bodies and their lives so that we could peacefully live ours. I stand for the children, the spouses, and parents 
whose family made the ultimate sacrifice for us. We are all standing. We're the National Rifle Association of America, and we are freedom's safest place. camped on the ground and in five-star lodges. I've never found a more welcome camp than this one, Kinder Outdoors. This is Kinder Outdoors. It's a pretty day, so we're out on the porch. Thank you for hanging out with us today as well. Dove season is here. That brings a lot of joy and frustration to many shotgunners, and that's why we're getting some expert advice from professional shotgunner, trick shooter, award winner, Travis Mears. He is the president of Defender Outdoors Clay Sports Ranch on the southwest side of Fort Worth, Texas. A friend of mine, and he's been kind enough to join us on the show today. Defender Outdoors Clay Sports Ranch. What a beautiful place this is. Full, I mean, anything you want to do, shotgun, you guys have got it. Beautiful place, Travis. Thank you, Billy. Yeah, we, uh, we've been open for a little over four and a half years, and and we've had a good time doing it. Uh, I was just telling somebody earlier today um, when I when I first came through the gate and started this uh, this 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 incredible cowboy cattle ranch on the west side of Fort Worth hadn't been touched in 50 years by anything but a cow. Okay, and so uh, I started the front gate with a weed eater and a push mower, and and uh, now we're covering 160 acres with three sporting clays courses and a and a half super sporting and so uh you know thousands and thousands of people have the opportunity to come out here and shoot throughout the year and uh, we love sharing it yeah hey the glamorous life of a professional shooter you know with a weed eater in your hand <laughs> no doubt no doubt uh yeah we i've trimmed every tree and every braided glass uh, pl- grass plenty of times uh, you've talked to us about our our footwork you've talked to us about how to mount the shotgun properly on our shoulder you've talked to us about being able to move with the shotgun fluidly uh, you've talked about mounting our, our face on the stock, and if you missed any of that, kinderoutdoors.com or wherever you get your podcast, we're everywhere, and go back and listen to that again. You're getting some really good shotgun instruction uh, from Travis Mears on the show today. Uh, now let's talk about our eyeballs. One eye, two eyes, close one eye, dominant eye, what? no eye, close both eyes. What do we do? Well, you could, uh, you could take a whole episode on this, um, but... <laughs> You know, our eyes are what controls the hands and the, and the brain when we're reacting to a target or a bird or whatever we might be shooting at, okay? And so good visual focus um, on the target is going to allow our hands to react to the speed, the line, uh, and the transition of whatever we're shooting at. Uh, one challenge that some people run into, and if you find that you're not a great shot and you've always struggled with shotgun shooting, uh, there typically is an eye issue, okay? And what's what's fairly common is for us to be cross-dominant. So if you're right-handed but your left eye is stronger, then all of your life you've been shooting two, three feet left of the target. So uh, as an instructor, I can stand behind you and diagnose that pretty quick, uh, whether we do an eye test or whether I let you shoot. And, And if you have a consistent point of impact off the target, it's because our eyes aren't allowing us to see the correct picture. Um, in shotgun shooting, it's really important for us to use two eyes. And the reason for that is it gives us a wider field of view. It also gives us uh, depth perception. 
depth perception is really important in sporting clays and when we're shooting dove quail and whatever that uh, whatever we might be hunting uh, we need to know is it at 20 yards or is it 60 yards and if you close one eye it's real two-dimensional you can't see that you can't read it on the fly if we can shoot with both eyes it gives us the ability to read what that target or bird's doing uh, distance wise and, and speed wise I've never thought of that the depth perception you get with both eyes that's spot on it is it is in in, in the uh, field of view especially in sporting clays and dove hunting uh, or quail or whatever we might be hunting you know the birds coming from the left right over your head under your feet whatever it might be doing we need to be able to see the whole field but if you throw your shotgun up and you're not seeing down the rib with two eyes then it's probably a dominance issue and there's a few different things you can do and it dominant eye yeah dominant eye uh, issues so there's a few different things you can do to compensate for that uh, and it really depends on what your plans are are you planning to be a competitive shooter and go professional or are you planning to shoot dove once a year and those that's a question I would ask you if we were if we ran into that situation you know if you're going to shoot once or twice a year and it's just for fun you know closing your left eyes it's not going to hurt you um, I'm just talking about a right-handed shooter. Yeah, closing your non-dominant eye. That's right, and and I keep referring to right-handed shooters, and it's just the opposite for left. Um, but if you if you decide that you want to chase competition and you want to shoot a lot, and we're cross-dominant, there's a few things you can do, and and one would be we take like a you know piece of scotch tape or chapstick, and and we'll cover just the smallest spot uh, over that dominant eye, being the off eye. Hmm. Um, and we're trying to keep it small, the size of a dime. And all it does is it, it takes away the dominance. We still have our field of view. We still have our depth perception. But it takes away the dominance, and it forces the, the right eye as a right-handed shooter to see down the muzzle. Um, you know, we keep talking about eyes, and we keep talking about how important they are. But uh, when we're shooting, it's similar to getting in your truck. Do you ever look at your steering wheel? No. Okay. No, I don't. Well, we, we don't find ourselves looking at their steering wheel. We don't look at our remotes when we're changing the uh, the TV or when we, we try not to look at the keyboard when we're typing. And shotgun shooting is the same way. We're going to maintain visual focus on our target. And the gun is in our vision the same as your steering wheel is in your truck. Uh, but we don't need to look at it. It's in our peripheral vision. We can see it, but we don't need to look at it. And, and what that will help you do is it will help you read the bird on the fly it'll also help you to move with it and and i tell my students day in and day out at the end of the day i want you to learn one thing we have to move the same speed in the same line with our target if we don't we'd never have an opportunity to to be consistent and uh and and, and score wise consistency is the most important especially in sporting clays but you know same as a bird in the sky if i just throw the gun up and fire we hope we hit it most likely we're not. But if I can come up, match speed, match line for a split second, and then fire, then we're going to up our odds by 80, 90 percent. I'm yeah. telling you, it's the key to shotgun shooting. Uh, we have to make, we have to get the eyes to focus on the bird, and then the, the mind has time to react. My first hour in Argentina shooting, I was overwhelmed. They they anticipate that it's a million birds a day that will fly over your head in Argentina. My first hour there, Travis, I was, and I shoot a lot. I was throwing the gun up and shooting. And in 10 minutes, I had killed maybe two or three birds out of several thousand that had flown over my head. And I said, Bill, you know better. Slow down, look at a bird and shoot it. 
Right. Yeah, and, and you know, even like me, when I get in a, you know, in a, a duck pit and you know, fifteen ducks come in at once. Some, you get excited too. Well, sometimes you want to just shoot amongst them and and see what happens. But uh, you'll you'll often find that if we can pick one, and you know, I always think it's important for us to start with the lead bird because. If I shoot at the lead bird and I don't give him enough uh, lead in front, then guess what? I'm hitting the second, third one, and uh, then your mind can tell you to react and, and increase the lead on the next one. But, um, you know, whether it's clay targets or birds, you know, getting that visual lock on it so that our hands and our mind can react is the key. And that was lead, not lead, that he was throwing at that duck up there just a minute ago. Um Hey, tell me this. When you go dove hunting, this is just a personal note. Do, uh, when you go dove hunting, do you carry a 410? Are you a 410 guy? Well, I, I get asked that often, and uh, I do love a challenge, but I love to knock birds out of the air much more. <laughs> and so uh, I, I would rather challenge myself in trying to complete a limit uh, quickly and then hang out with the, my wife or, or dad or whatever. Uh, so, no, I'm typically going to take, you know, old trusty 12-gauge, and and uh, and I'll try to grind them. Now, I'll take shots that maybe you wouldn't take um, if it's 75 yards. No, I take them. I just don't hit <laughs> If it's out there and, and uh, you know, I think I can hit it, I'll, I'll send it. And uh, I don't do the, you know, the, the least shell competition, but I will go for speed. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Very good. We've got to take another break, and then we're going to get to kids when we come back and how to get them start. Uh, started properly thanks for hanging out with us absolutely thanks for having me hey good luck today in the dove field and be sure and send me a picture especially if the kids are going to be out with you okay i want to put it up on the bragging board for everyone to see easy to upload photos to us at kinderoutdoors.com from your iphone your ipad your laptop your whatever your android we've got you covered come see us kinderoutdoors.com How about crisp, clean air, endless water, and marlin after marlin for Christmas this year? That's what we have in mind for you and two of your friends or family at Carib Sea Sport Fishing and Kinder Outdoors. The lodging, dining, and fishing is on us in Costa Rica. Five nights in our beachfront penthouse. Three days fishing some of the most fertile water on the planet. Stay tuned and enter soon. Learn more at KinderOutdoors.com. The True Life Taxidermy Studio in Granbury, Texas, has won Best Studio in the State of Texas time after time after time. Roy Holdridge and his True Life staff of artists take your memories to a higher level, a degree of professionalism and perfection that matches the memory of the hunt or that fishing trip. True Life can create and integrate lifelike landscape, multiple animals, fish, and fowl. International shipping and trophy care is turnkey when you turn it over to Roy Holdridge and True Life in Granbury, Texas. My home is a testament to the impeccable work of True Life Taxidermy. The ducks, pheasant, deer, and fish are realistic and they last. A special deer in memory on my wall dates back nearly 30 years and still looks fresh and new. Preserve that special memory this year with True Life Taxidermy. Visit the 1,800-square-foot trophy room and see Roy's talent on display. True Life Taxidermy is online 
at truelifetaxidermy.org. At Marksman Firearms and Outfitters, they believe the customer deserves a place to go that offers the largest variety at reasonable prices with staff that's truly knowledgeable and always puts the customer first. Military and first responders get a 10% discount, and we offer 90-day layaway, same as cash. To stay up to date on the latest products, news, events, and more, follow Marksman on Facebook and Marksman of Texas on Instagram. For more info, go to MarksmanFirearms.com. Make your mark at Marksman. If you fry your turkeys during the holiday season and you're tired of the hassle of pots, open flames under hot oil, and sticky, oily messes, then it's time to take a good look at the Cajun Fryer by R&V Works. The original, the last fryer that you'll ever need to purchase. Cajun Fryer puts pro-level frying gear in your backyard or hunt and fish camp. These are high-performance, low-maintenance deep fryers that feature the heat source in the oil. Your oil heats from the inside out. If your family loves a fish fry, Cajun Fryer is a must. Because the heat source is suspended in the oil, small crumbs and pieces that burn fall to the bottom. So your oil stays much cleaner, many times lasting the entire year. Often imitated, never duplicated. Don't be fooled. Take a look at the original Cajun Fryer at CajunFryer.com. Fresh, crisp, delicious every time. CajunFryer.com. Introducing Canyon Valley Provisions. Grass-fed beef is high in omega-3s and conjugated linoleic acid, which is known as CLAs. In layman terms, it's a type of fat that your body can use, and it doesn't damage your heart or any part of your vascular system. Buy better beef for your family. We manage holistically, or some people call it regeneratively. We want everything that we do to be a part of our good stewardship of the land. We think that's what God's put us here to do, so... The cattle are healthy and the land's healthy. We want both. We don't want one or the other. If you were to buy a grass-fed, grass-finished steak by the pound, you'd pay anywhere from 18 to $30 a pound. But if you buy a quarter, half, or whole, you're ranging from anywhere $7.80 and below. So you're paying a third of the price for that steak and, you know, those good cuts. And you get a whole lot more bang for your buck when you buy in bulk. Don't let 2020 happen in your home again. CanyonValleyProvisions.com. Raising cattle in West Texas for five generations. We've camped on the ground and in five-star lodges. But never found a more welcome camp than this one. Kinder Outdoors. KinderOutdoors.com is K-I-N-D-E-R, KinderOutdoors.com. Drop by, catch a blog, hear one of our past shows. Just kick around, check out what's happening. KinderOutdoors.com, we'd love to have you. Oh, by the way, learn more there about how you and two of your buddies or family members or whatever uh, can end up on a beautiful boat in the beautiful Caribbean catching marlin for a few days. We're going to take care of that trip for you. Fishing you a Merry Christmas. It's our fall contest at Kinder Outdoors with our partners at Carib Sea Sport Fishing in the Caribbean. The trip of a lifetime, a $10,000 value. More details at Kinder Outdoors, K-I-N-D-E-R, KinderOutdoors.com. Travis Mears, Defender Outdoors Clay Sports Ranch, helping us bring down a few more doves this dove season. Thanks for hanging around, Travis. Oh, thanks for having me. 
dove season is here. We want to get the kids started. We don't want to be too anxious about that when they're little. Uh, we want to give them time to kind of decide if they like it on their own, I guess, huh? Well, it's, uh, it's not hard to like it, but we've got to give them the opportunity, and, and that's one thing I was blessed with. Dad would, would always take me to the field. And, uh, and and before I was able to bring my own shotgun, he always had me a you know a red rider, and you wouldn't believe the amount of limits of uh, grasshoppers I shot <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> That's a great way to start them with the red rider. I've done that uh, with with other kids. It's a perfect way to get them comfortable with the gun. No doubt. And learn gun safety. No doubt. And, and there was a picture that came up recently and. We hunted at a uh, really nice place out as a kid uh, out, out west of here, Greystone, everybody knows. And, and Dad had put together a group of uh, his shooting buddies to go out and do a pheasant hunt. And, and uh, at the end of the day, I had my pheasant. Now, granted, I was, you know, five, six years old with my Red Rider. But all of those guys, all these older guys that Dad had taken, uh, convinced me that I had knocked this pheasant out of the air. And a, as a kid, that was huge, and, and we still have that picture and laugh about it now. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, they're lifelong memories. Let's get that kid started, and I know this is going to vary with the kiddo, but what is a good average age to get them going with a shotgun? I, well, age is the first question most people ask, but I, I think I, I think it has more to do with strength. Okay. You know, well, they need to be able to hold the gun up safely. They need to be able to hold it up um to where they can actually shoot the shoot the shotgun responsibly. So I think around 9 or 10 is when most kids have got the, the upper arm strength to um, hold up a shotgun. Um, you know, before that, you can probably get them to shoot a couple, but as far as going into a dove field or on a sporting clays course, uh, we've got to have a little bit more upper, upper body strength. I, I started shooting a lot when I was 9, um, but, you know, and I don't remember all this, but Dad would probably make me, you know, do push-ups and, and, you know, lift the gun up in front of the mirror just to get that strength. Um, and eventually, and, and, and everybody knows this, but the muscles we use to hold up a shotgun are not muscles that we use on a daily basis. Like, not, how often do you hold something out ahead of, you know, out in front of you? Um, and so upper body strength is the most important part. Um, also, we, we want to make sure that they start with the right fundamentals. So go to the range once or twice before dove season and, and make sure that they, you know, can hit a clay target on the ground or, or uh, an incomer or an outgoer on one of the easy stations. Yep, there you go. Very good. Let's talk about those kids uh, a little bit more. Should we start them out with a 410? Should they start little and work their way up, or what do we do? Well, we, we mentioned it a minute ago. We want to get these kids involved, and, but we also want them to have a really good time uh, so that when they're 40 years old, they can teach their kids and, and other kids. So uh, I, I know a lot of people start with a 410, and, and usually the reason you would start somebody with a 410 would be because you're conscious about recoil uh, or conscious about weight, which is fine. The problem with a 410 is it's very hard to hit anything. I'm a professional shooter, and I will literally – uh, fight you before I'll shoot a 410. <laughs> so, um, you know, they're they're great, and uh, and I do shoot it a couple times a year in competition, but I just don't like it, okay? I'm used to shooting 97 plus percent, and, I, and you put a 410 in my hand, and I shoot 85, and I don't like it. Yeah. So, um, with that, giving those kids a better opportunity. Well, you know, a, a 410 is is great to get them started on maybe a, a stationary target a few yeah. times. But when it comes to shooting a flying dove or a clay target, it's 
it's better to get them into a 28 gauge or a, a 20 gauge that's a, a little lighter in the front end. Um, gives them an opportunity to put some more pellets out there. Uh, if you buy the correct ammunition, which we can definitely educate people on, um, the gun's not going to kick you. So you know, get the weight that they can handle, and then the shells that will create less recoil, and let them go have fun. Yeah. Uh, we want to help them with their muscle memory early on, so we want to be diligent, not just set them out with their gun and then, I'm, hey, I'm going to go down here 100 yards and go shoot. Stay with them. Right, yeah, and, and if that means that, you know, after you're done with your limit, you help them or or, like, or the other way around, they do need to be watched, uh, mostly for safety reasons, but then also we want them to have fun and have success, and so... Uh, I would suggest that you know, go in before you go on a hunting trip to just go to the range. If you only spend 30 minutes and you know let them shoot a few targets, at least they're going to better understand what it's going to be like when they get in the field. Yep. Hey, we're trying to make a better dove shooter out of you today. We've got just a couple of minutes left, and I do want to talk about ammo a little bit. Don't go cheap on ammo. I have found that good ammo in my life, anyway, uh, improves my shooting 20, 30, 40 percent. It's real important. There's a there's a million different options out there. Um, uh, the challenge is, is finding cheap ammo would be a, yeah. would be would be a challenge anymore. But uh, you know, beside the point, there is there is quality ammo, and then there there's some that's not. And you know, most people are going to judge that by uh, price. They're going to judge that by components. Uh, judge that by the cleanliness of their gun when they get done. Okay, and all of those are really important. But what you're looking for is you're looking for something that's manageable recoil. Um, and, and normally your velocity and your payload are what's going to uh, cause your recoil to go up or down. Okay, so for me, I shoot. You know, it's not uncommon for me to go out on the range and shoot three cases of shells, 750 shells, in a couple hours, two hours. Wow. Okay, so it's not uncommon for me to do that. Um, uh, being a trick shooter, I just did 12 shows up in uh, Minnesota for a game fair. I shot 3,500 shells in five hours. And so if you have the right shells and the right equipment, that's not, that's not uh, unachievable to, to go out and shoot that much. Um, what I shoot would be a 1-ounce 1250. And when I say 1250, I'm talking about the velocity on the box. It'll say foot per second. Yeah. Um, a 1-ounce, uh, you're throwing 400 pellets out there. Uh, most sporting clays guys, uh, skeet and trap guys, are going to shoot a 1-ounce load just because it's a very manage manageable recoil. Now, I know when we go hunting, we might want to put extra pellets out there. So if we go up into that ounce and an eighth load, um, we can drop the velocity down to 1,200 foot per second, and it's going to have the same kind of recoil that that one ounce 1250 would have. Um, so, you know, I always hear people, I want the high brass, I want the fastest, I want the, you know, the heaviest payload. It's not really that important because... Billy, when you got a dove coming across there and you take your first shot, okay, we miss. Now what happens? We shoot again. We shoot again, okay. But when I shoot my one ounce 1250, my recovery rate is 10 times faster than the guy that's shooting the ounce and eighth 1400 footer. And so if I can recover from that shot and make my second one, I've got a better chance of, of killing that bird before he flares out and goes away. That makes a lot of sense, and we're out of time, but if people have questions, they can get in touch with you online, in person, however. Oh, yeah. I'm easy to get a hold of. DefenderOutdoors.com, uh, Travis at DefenderOutdoors.com. We'd love to have you out. If you haven't been to Defender Outdoors Clay Sports Ranch, we're on the west side of Fort Worth. 
And it's uh, Sporting Clay's Paradise. Come on. Yep. Hey, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, Billy. What a great guy. And he can teach you shotgun at Defender Outdoors Clay Sports Ranch, Travis Mears. We're all out of time. I do want to thank you for hanging out with us today and wish you good luck in the dove field today. Or maybe you're going to take in a little late summer fishing. Be safe and have fun. I want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for the time we've had together today and invite you back next time around. Till then, may God bless you and your bunch. Woo!